Hi, I'm Tiffany. I'm Corey. I'm Laura. My name is Desmond. I'm Sam. And this is Nickel for Your Thoughts. And today's nickel is for our thoughts on friendship etiquette. Okay, hey, how's it going, everybody? Uh, this is Sam, and welcome to our episode of uh, Nickel for Your Thoughts. So today we are going to be talking about friendship etiquette,、uh, but we are actually not going to be hearing Desmond's voice. He's not here with us today. But I know the rest of you guys probably have some really good thoughts on this.、And、we're talking about friendship etiquette, so that seems like a little bit of a loaded term.、Um, the reason I thought about this idea is because I think the way that we've related to each other has really changed in the last couple of years. I think with like. With cell phones, with just being able to find people on like Find My Friends, or you can find out directions on Google Maps.、Um, but there are actually a ton of things that are kind of unspoken rules or expectations、um, when it comes to friendships. There are things that people do that are kind of like really irksome, that really bother you. You really get annoyed at them because they do that. But then there are other things that are. Totally fine, but there are so many unspoken etiquette expectations, and so today、uh, I want to get your guys's thoughts on a number of different scenarios, and for each of them, I want you to react and say whether it's rude for someone to do that in a friendship, or if it's uptight for someone to think that's rude in a friendship. Does that make sense? Got it. So for every scenario, it's going to be rude or uptight. I'll, I'll give the kind of like a, maybe an example to start us off with. A couple of years ago, I read、uh, an article about how in New York City in Manhattan, it was completely normal. In fact, you were the atypical person if you didn't make plans for two different things in the same night, like on a Friday night, making plans to see a movie with one friend and making dinner plans with someone else. For exactly the same time,、um, and then just choosing one of them moments before and texting the other person and saying, "Hey, I can't make it anymore." So I want to ask you guys: making multiple plans for the same night, and then choosing one person to blow off as you decide which one is better, or what you feel up for, is that rude, or is it uptight to think that that's rude? That's rude. <laughs> that's Sounds rude. rude to me. If it's on purpose, yeah. Yeah, I think it's rude if you intentionally set it up knowing that way, like, knowing it's like that. Like sometimes people make mistakes and actually ac- accidentally double book. Like I've made that mistake before. I can I feel like I can like understand that.、Um, or if like sometimes I think like people make plans and like they just don't feel up for it. Like that I can also understand. I also think. When you cancel, though, matters because like if you made plans to eat with someone at a restaurant, they're at the restaurant waiting for you, and then you cancel. That's just sad. <laughs> you stood them up. That's rude. It's true. It's true because they're 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 just waiting at the restaurant. I also think like okay, hear me out. I think it's fine to have two different things planned as long as they don't overlap. So like if I'm hanging out with Tiffany. And I'm going to watch a movie with her, and then after the movie, I've got to like leave real quick because I have dinner with someone else. I think that's entirely fine as long as you can commit to both things. But I think the entire idea of committing to two things to later flop on one of them, like like knowing that going into it, that's so mean. No, is no, it, you is can't there, do that. Is there any scenario where it's、uh, it's acceptable? 
Well, I was just about to say that. So it sounds like, is it in New York? This is a cultural thing you said? That's what I read, yeah. Yeah. So I would, if it's culturally acceptable, then it's, I, it's probably just acceptable because people are just assuming like, well, I'm, I'm also going to make two plans yeah. that Friday night. And I'm going to expect that a bunch of people are going to blow off the plans we make. And then I'll just revert to my other one. You know what I mean? So in, in a way it balances out anyway, like everyone's got two plans. So they hopefully the other one, uh, if one falls through, they've still got the other one. So if it's expected, it's a little different, but if you're just doing it intentionally and you know what I mean? You don't have, yeah. But where does it stop? <laughs> where does it stop? Like, like, okay, so like I have two plans and then... Maybe it's like a plan A, plan B kind of thing. Who's to say you can't have plan C, plan D, plan E? Maybe some people do. Yeah, maybe some Commit people do. Commit to everything but so that you don't... And you can only just go to... You can guarantee that at least that way you're doing one thing, but then like... But maybe, what if it's a scenario where it's plan A and plan A? Like, someone really wants to do both those things, but they're happening at the same time. Or they're overlapping, at least. Like, let's say two two friend, two different friends' birthday parties. Uh, can you say yes to both? And then later on, just show up to one on time and leave early, and then show up to the other one late. Is that rude? No, I think that's okay. As long as you make it clear, mm-hmm. like... From the get-go. Yeah, yeah. Like, hey, I have a second birthday today. It sucks that they're on the same day, but, like, I'm splitting my time evenly between my two friends. Okay. This reminds me of 27 Dresses, the movie. Oh, yeah, where she's running to multiple weddings. My life is just all rom-com references. Is it is it rude if someone is trying to decide between two plans and they're, they keep dragging on or committing? They say, hey, do you want to go out for dinner? And they say, there's something else that I might have. I'll let you know. What what, what point is it too late to tell me? I think, like, approximately how long it takes for the person to leave their house and get there. Really? So, like, the cutoff time is, like, right before they have to leave the house? Like, an hour before? Yeah, I feel like I can still, like, I mean, like, I'm like, I haven't left yet, so whatever. Like, that's fine-ish. I feel like my cutoff time is, like, getting ready, you know, so maybe, like, two to three hours before. Like, you don't want them to, like, shower, put on a full face of makeup, and then you cancel on them right before they're about to leave. Yeah. Yeah. I think it might depend on what the thing is, too. Mm-hmm. Like, if it's just like, oh, like, hey, do you want to, like, grab dinner tonight or whatever, then that's maybe more chill. But if it's, like, something like a birthday party or something more serious, then maybe you want to know sooner. Sam, what do you think? I am very old school. I feel like you should just make one plan and go to it. And if there's a conflict, you apologize to one person and you say, can we reschedule? Why is that old school? <laughs> Apparently it is. Call, call me uptight. <laughs> call me old like, fashioned. To a certain extent, I feel like I used to plan my life out more to a T and like I'd slot people into my schedule kind of thing and I'd hang out with people in my schedule. Yeah, that's our hour. We're up. But like a couple a couple years ago, I I experienced like burnout. And after that, I feel like my mental capacity is different and my Mm. ability to engage socially also changed to be more unpredictable. And I'm less able to actually push through when like I just don't have the mental energy. I have less capability to push through and actually engage with people. So I feel like I actually ended up only hanging out with people that are okay with things on the fly. 
Hmm. Like I make no plans and if I feel like it, I'll hit someone up. And if I don't, then I won't. And the, and then the people that ended up staying in my life are the people that are also kind of like that habitually. And we just see each other a lot because we're always okay. Just making plans day of. I don't know if this is like a city thing too, though. When I moved into Toronto, I found that it was a really common thing for everyone's schedules to be super busy. And if you actually wanted to hang out with someone, it'd it'd be like, can we grab lunch four weeks from now or like a month from now? (laughs) And then so for someone then to like a week out or like even a couple of days out to say, I can't make it anymore is like, this is actually significant because it took so much planning to make Mm. it happen. That's different. Yeah. Yeah, I would side with you on that, Sam. Yeah. Okay. Uh, another scenario, you're at uh, a friend's house uh, for dinner. It's nothing special. It's just a couple of friends hanging out. Um, having your phone out or having your phone out and being on it, you're texting someone or you're checking something like sports score or checking your bank account. Um, is that rude to have your phone out and be using it in company? Or is it uptight to think that that's rude? I think it depends on what they're using it for as well. Cause like if I know the person has plans after and if it's mainly like a communication thing or time checking thing, I feel like I'm less bothered by that than Mm. say if I was talking to them and they were playing a game. (laughs) (laughs) Animal Crossing. (laughs) I've totally totally played Animal Crossing while Laura's talking to me though. (laughs) Yeah. I, don't, I I feel like I'm actually less judgy when it comes to people using a phone their phone while hanging out with me. I'm more judgy of when <laughs> my husband uses his phone um, when we're in the company of people that I respect. Why is that? I think it's partially a face thing. Like they, mm. I I'm I fear that they will see him as rude. And so I don't like it when he uses it. Like an example is with a lot of my family, like my husband doesn't speak Cantonese. And so we converse mostly in Cantonese. And so it's really easy for him to zone out and like kind of space out and not listen and not engage. And then he'll go on his phone. But Mm -hmm. on the odd occasion when my relative does address him, he always misses it. And it's always because he's on his phone. And that just like looks bad. And that mm. then makes me frustrated because mm. I'm like, it looks bad. But couldn't the same situation happen with friends instead of relatives who are older? So e- let's say it's like kind of equal peers, it's horizontal. Would you still feel that way? Like if like, we were, so say like my husband and I were eating with some friends and he was on his phone. And he missed someone calling calling up or saying something to him maybe would you, feel, would you feel irritated less so because we're the same like status i don't know if i care about this i think i do care like i want if i'm hanging out with someone that i like like i try to put away my phone so that i can communicate to them that i'm here for them yeah and i care about listening to them and their lives but at the same time like i wouldn't be offended if someone took out their phone now it does matter about the character of the person. Hmm. Like if if I know that like I've been in these situations where my friend is like helpless over a guy and they're like texting this boy all the time. I'm like, hey, put the phone away. Like you're here with me. Stop thinking about this other boy. Like 
like, but if I know them as a boy crazy person, I'm going to be more offended and be like, that's rude. Put your phone away. You're here with me. You're not there with them. Um, but like, as Tiffany was saying, if it was just like a group of friends hanging out and one of them has plans after and they're communicating with the next group, I'd be like, okay, well. I also think it's like some of my friends I veg with. So I used to have, I had a friend um, in at Queens where I literally like bike over to her house and then we would drink wine, watch Shark Tank and sometimes be on her phone while we're watching Shark Tank. But that was just like how we hung out and it was really fun. And like mm. that, I don't really care. Or like there are people that, I don't know. It depends on the relationship as well, I think. And yeah. whether or not they're talking about something serious, like. Yeah, that's uh, true. Mm-hmm. I like I like what Laura said, like that it's not so much just the, uh, whether the phone is out or not, but kind of knowing the context of it, like mentally, are they actually present here with me or are they here with me? But then they're like completely consumed by texting mm-hmm. a guy or checking a score or they're like, they're not here mm-hmm. is what I hear you saying. Yeah. Generally thinking or generally speaking, I would say rude, but it does depend on context and what's going on and that sort of thing. Uh, and your relationship to the person as, as people have kind of said. I don't think I have anything else to add beyond that. Texting. Someone texts, you text someone and it says red almost immediately. How long can they not respond to you before it starts to go from they're probably busy to this is rude? Laura is like, (laughs) she's cringing. She's like, (laughs) okay, because I know there are people listening to this that know me in the real world and they're like, (laughs) Oh, okay, why does Laura gonna say Laura <laughs> does this all the time? And so the other night, actually, I was trying, I was bored and I wanted to chat with Laura. And so I figured if I didn't just like bug her, she wouldn't pick, she wouldn't respond. So I literally just kept texting, hi, 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 hey, 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 Laura, I Laura, Laura, Laura. I something was wrong, like she was dying or something. And I'm like, oh, nothing's wrong. I just wanted to chat, but I figured I needed to like really interrupt to get your attention. In an episode of The Office, Michael's uh, boss calls him urgently and says like, what's going on? Why do I need to, why, why do I need to call you so quick? And Michael's like, oh no, nothing. Just how's it going? And he's like, Michael, in your text, you said 911 urgent, please call me. And he's like, well, when I don't text that, you don't respond to me. <laughs> so, Laura, what's your take? I'm, I'm, oh, I, I feel no. like there's like a relationship please. here. Oh, no. Okay. I will start off and just confess to all the listeners <laughs> I have anxiety. Like a lot of it. And so most of the time, I don't even leave them on read. I leave them on delivered because I don't have the guts to open, open the, mes- the message Whoa. in the first place. <laughs> so that's why Tiff just like profusely annoys me because that's a lot. If I go through my phone right now, I have 15 Unread? group chats on delivered no. on WhatsApp, 32 on uh, texts. Which I know is so bad. First, how do you even live with so many unread messages? Just the badge. It's badgering you. It's like saying, This is why you have anxiety. It's it's called (laughs) mental illness. It never gets better. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know, man. And the people Mm. that are closest to me in my life are the people that are persistent, like Tiffany. 
and like I'll also shout out Caroline um, and a, a couple other friends as well that they'll just like continuously send me messages and their messages most of the time the first line will be like I don't care if you're never going to open this I just want to talk to you or just like uh, uh, you better open this like I know that you're leaving me undelivered you better see this and they're friends that like push to be in my life yeah. and I appreciate that but <laughs> I know I am the chief of all sinners in this account um, and I can't be mad at anyone else for leaving me on read or delivered because I'm like well I've been doing so much worse to so many more people <laughs> What? so but like let's say someone texts you Laura and says like hey um, is it just a text or do you see the preview and then you decide whether it's worth opening well, like on my phone, I see the preview of the messages, right? And there are like cheat codes. I shouldn't confess to this out loud, but I know most people already know this. But like on WhatsApp, you can like click and hold the preview and then it'll show you the full message without showing that it's been read. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Same thing on iMessages, not on texts, but on iMessages, you can do the same thing. Um, so sometimes I'll do that where I'm like, hey, I care about this person and yeah. I want to know what why they're reaching out to me. And so I'll read it, but not so that they know that I've read it. Yeah. Um and then I will like like survey myself and my own anxiety and I'm like, can I hold a conversation right now? Can I actually be Yeah, that's fair. Can I like respond to this person beneficially? And if the answer is no, I'm like, well, I'm so sorry, my friend. And she was staying on delivered. And I will say that on iPhones, you can change your red receipts. You can turn them on or off. Yep. And I purposely leave them on. Oh, why? So that people know that I haven't read the messages because I don't want people to oh, think that I'm blatantly okay. ignoring them. Mm. I'm not. So if they <laughs> know that you have best. red turned on, but it just says delivered, then they're like, oh, she just hasn't gotten to it yet. Whereas yeah. if it's off, then they're like, she's gotten my message. She's chosen not to respond. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm not trying to hide behind technology here, yeah. although sometimes I am. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm like doing my best with what I can. And yeah. I know that I am the worst. And so listeners, if you're my friend and you're listening to this, my bad. I'm so sorry. I love you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think we've all had that experience. What about Tiff and Corey? What about you guys? I'm generally not a texting kind of person. I feel like I text to, like, with a goal in mind or, like, if we're trying to find a time to chat or we're trying to find, like, a time to meet up, then I usually respond. I actually kind of like group chats. I don't mind them. I kind of like waking up and reading through them or whatnot. That doesn't... And I think because, like, after moving from Hong Kong to Canada, I that's the way I maintain my communities is through scheduling like calls or um, Mm -hmm. like participating in group chats that I don't really mind it. But generally I will leave something unread. Wait, no. Yeah, I'll leave something unread if I don't have the mental capacity to engage with it. And then Mm -hmm. I think I tried to at the end of the night to scroll through my WhatsApp to see if there's anyone I've left unread. And then I'll like reply everything in one go, but it usually Whoa. means that there's like a 24-hour response time. Like it just, I may not get to it later. I also think people, if they need me urgently, will end up calling. Like my mom will sometimes send me a text, and right after she sends it, calls me and asks me what I think about the text, and I'm like, "Mom, I haven't read it." <laughs> read it now and tell me on the phone. 
I do have a lot of respect for people who can maintain relationships over text. I think that's actually very it's hard. impressive. It's so yeah. hard. Hmm. Cause like you, you, you send a, like a, like say a meaningful question or a response, but then you move into a meeting or you go read a book, take a nap, eat lunch or whatever. And so by the time they respond, you're not in a place where you can actually pick up that conversation. And so it actually makes it really truncated. It's hard. Hmm. Yeah, I think for me, I go a little bit both ways too. So generally speaking, I would say this is a problem in our culture. And I think it is rude. Like I think um, it's like generally speaking, it's not good. And I'm no judgment, by the way, because I the other side of the coin is that I totally get it and I totally do it too. Um, and I have the opposite kind of anxiety where I like feel like if, if when I do screw up and don't respond back, then I get uh, I feel really, really bad. But yeah, it's like I I've one of this one thing I've tried to do is like and I do it with email as well. I'm like trying to touch every message just once. Um because I don't want because I know what it's like for me if someone leaves me on red, like it can feel hurtful. Uh so it's like a both end. It's like one, I'm trying to deal with that. So it's like, well, they probably had a reason or they just whatever, they read it, wanted to get back to me, but then like, you know, uh just couldn't for whatever reason. Uh, and on the other hand, I'm like trying to do my best to make sure I respond to everything. And maybe even if it takes like 30 seconds, I just like try and even do it right there or say, put the ball back in their court and just be like, can you message me like this again, like in a week or <laughs> yeah. something? It's your fault that we didn't set something up. I told you to text me back with some options. Yeah, no, but it's like, so yeah, I mean, generally speaking, something to be avoided because I think it can hurt too. Right. And I think we under underestimate in our culture. Uh, especially in COVID times, I've had a couple people ignore me. And because it was already a lonely time, mm. I think it, that exacerbated the feeling a little bit. I don't know. Yeah. I like, it bothers me. I feel like if I send a text that's actually has some kind of like meaningfulness to it, it's either you engage with it fully or don't at all in a sense. Like, so <laughs> uh, when I, like when I was in Hong Kong visiting family and my um, husband at the time boyfriend was in Canada, I would send him texts about my day and he'd just be like, okay. <laughs> or like, huh. Okay, I'm like, period. oh, you are the worst. Like, you might as well just not reply. Because now I'm like, if you don't reply, then at least like, I'm like, oh, well, you didn't reply, man. But like, it's like you saw it, read it, and put in the least effort to write something. Like, that almost annoys me more than just ghosting me. I yeah. don't know what it is. Maybe maybe on his end, though, he he didn't have maybe the time in that moment to have like a thoughtful response but he's like oh i want to acknowledge what she said this is when you play the trick that laura talked about it's like you can look at it but don't respond to it and then it's still got the red notification on your app or whatever and you know to go back to it later and give a real response you know, you want to know something funny this kind of culture with texting has actually made me call people more like on the phone hmm. Like if I, if I, it's like a question that I definitely want a response to, maybe it's for work or I definitely want to hang out with you and I, I will actually just give you a call and like, if you pick up, then you pick up and we'll hash it out in like two minutes or yeah. But I'm like, ah, this is like tiring to text back and forth, miss each other. And then it takes like two weeks and you don't put anything together. I do think like with my parents' generation, they get annoyed if I don't give like even if they say something that doesn't require a response they get mad when i don't respond with anything 
And so my protocol is to always respond with emojis, even if it's not like related. <laughs> emojis is a good kind of like a uh, alternate. Have, have you guys ever um, be, been irked enough by something that a friend did that you actually had a conversation with them? Or has someone ever had a conversation with you about like, hey, I thought that was really a little bit rude when you did that? Um, I have a friend that always ditches me for her boy toy, whatever, whoever that is. And it always annoys me. And so we've had many conversations about that. Like in the in the moment, like you'll be hanging out and she'll leave? No, like we'll make plans and then she will go see that person instead of me. Or even though we have plans the next day, she'll hang out with that person until like 4 a.m. And then even though she knows I'm picking her up at 10 and then she's like super tired when we're hanging out. And I'm like, bro, like seriously? Yeah, that's true disappearing when uh when you begin a new relationship what was the thing that you were gonna say laura i was gonna say a lot of people have had conversations with me about my sense of humor really and it has been like the topic of uh conflict in so many of my relationships i'm like okay on the enneagram i am a classic seven like so much so and if you don't know the enneagram don't look it up it's fine. You don't need to like succumb to the cult that Enneagram is. Um, but the key characteristics of a seven is like shoving down negative emotions and just like looking for positive things all around me and things that'll bring joy. Um, and so a lot of the times I use humor like to like deflect a negative emotion or like I'll use humor like because it's like an awkward situation i'm just like i just want to laugh right now don't want to think about these things yeah or like i bond with people over jokes Mm -hmm. and a lot of the times in my friendships people have like pulled me aside and been like laura like did you mean that when you said that like is there like is there something going on here like and I'm like, no, 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 ha, 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 it was a joke. <laughs> we can laugh, joke. It was a joke. It's <laughs> joke. Not serious, ha, ha, joke. <laughs> and I know I've uh, said this to a couple friends. Um, people who are Enneagram 2s, I just like, like characteristically, don't normally get along with because they are the type of people that wants to like appease people, make everyone else happy. Um, And they'll read into things way more than I've ever intended Hmm. things to be read into. And so a lot of the times when I have those conversations, it's with someone who's an Enneagram 2. And they're like, hey, just want to clear the air. I'm like, no need. I'm just, haha, funny. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But that's not like that's not like a rude or uptight thing. It sounds like those people actually genuinely care about you. Like that it would actually Hmm. to, to pull you aside to say something about it. Yeah, so there's, like, that side, and then there's, like, the other side that's, like, maybe I did say a joke, and it did go too far, like, it did poke Mm. at something that should Mm. not have been poked at, but in the moment, I was, like, anything to make people laugh right now and not, uh, and so people (laughs) will bring that up with me, and they're, like, Laura, don't make fun of, like, this thing about me, and I'm, like, yeah, okay. Yeah. (laughs) That makes sense. Don't do it. Good, Mm. Laura. Are there there any things... Um, you guys think that we haven't talked about that are quintessential rude if you if you do this in a friendship do you guys feel the need to like check if someone's actually a friend does that make sense i don't know actually like maybe that's dtr a, bad question. a little <laughs> like bit like dtr from a friendship point of view a little bit 
So let me just context. I hit like a point where, so I have a very bad habit of calling everyone a friend, even if they're not. Like if I've met you and I've had a meaningful conversation with you, you're a friend. Like everyone's a friend. Wait, do do you, are you using friend as just like a blanket term or do you actually consider everyone a friend? I don't know. Honestly, I just, they're a friend. Like, you know, friends. Like, <laughs> so then sometimes um, someone would like a mutual f- or a friend of mine would go somewhere and be like, oh, I met this person. And I'm like, oh, yeah, like I'm friends with them. That's awesome. You met them. And then they'd go back and tell that person like, oh, I met your friend Tiffany. And then they'd say, she's not my friend. I met her once. And I'd be like, no. <laughs> <laughs> but that kept happening. That kept happening. <laughs> So then I went into a bit of a friendship crisis where I'm like, who is a friend? Do people see me as a friend? And then I like went around like trying to figure out like who is a friend. And then all my people who said yes were like, are you okay, man? I'm like, I don't know. Like you messaged people and you said, are you my friend? Yeah, I'm like, okay, here's what happened. Are we friends? Like, is this just me? Like if someone came back around and was like, Hey, like, are you? <laughs> I met your friend Tiffany. Would you say actually she is an acquaintance? <laughs> I feel like it's you have to go out on a limb to purposely knock it down to say she's not my friend. I've only met her once. I, like, if someone said, "Oh, like I met your friend Tiffany," I'm like, "Oh yeah, like we work together. We've like seen each other a couple of times." But I wouldn't. It would. I feel like it's very, like you go out of your way to knock down the label. But I mean, part of it is like, I, I tend to build, I, I'm, I'm a floater type person. I float between people, I float between friend groups. So I just have a lot of what people would probably call shallow friendships. But hmm. I don't, like, I don't know. I find yeah. it hard to actually go deep with people. So I actually like, or may, I don't know. I don't even know what you call deep conversation to be honest, but. Yeah. Yeah. I I know people who are the other way where they use friend very sparingly and mm-hmm. they'll say like people that they've like been in the same circle for a good while and they're like 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 I know them they're like a good acquaintance but they're not my friend like a friend is someone who if I have I'm going through something I would talk with them about it or they know me inside um, hmm. And so they use the term friend very sparingly. It's, again, one of those things, it's an accordion term, right? Like you can stretch it or compress it to how you yeah. want it to fit. I would probably, my go-to would be more like, if I was going to tell someone like they're a friend, like I would say it. I would say like, oh, they're a friend. Or maybe I would say they're a close friend. But generally speaking, I would also say anyone who is like kind of in my life or like I have the occasional conversation with and chat with, like I can use the term pretty yeah loosely i think i resonate so much with tiffany's like original like the the example that she gave because mm. if i had a nickel for every time that happened to me in my life i would have so many nickels <laughs> so i've learned and like conditioned myself as i'm like talking about other people to preface it correctly mm. so instead of saying like oh i know that person they're my friend to be like oh I went on a mission trip with that person. They weren't on my team, but they were in the same country. We yeah. saw each other a couple of times. Like, yeah. try to do my best to communicate that, like, maybe this person doesn't actually remember me the way that I yeah. remember them. Just list some facts about them. Yeah, but <laughs> if they went, if that 
said person that I was talking to went back to the person that I knew um, that I would consider a friend and they were like, hey, do you know Laura? And they'd be like, no, I've never met this girl in my life. I that they have her. like facts to be like, oh, she was on that mission trip with you. Yeah. Not in the same country, but, or in the same country, but not in the same team and whatnot that can jog their memory. And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, now that you mention that, I do know Laura. How about you, Sam? Me? I think for me, the texting one has gotten big. Like the phone out has gotten big in my life because, um, or maybe, no, not the texting one, the multiple plans one or the vague plans one. I'm kind of like, I think it's gotten stronger as like I've uh, gotten older and my time, I have less free time. Hmm. And so I feel like I spontaneity, uh, making plans or canceling plans, I'm it impacts me more, if that makes sense. And so for me, I, I feel like I'm at a point in my life where I actually want to schedule something for a specific time and I've planned around that. Like I've said no mm. to other things so that I could say yes to you or keep that yes to you. Or if like, let's say I make plans with Corey to watch a movie, but then like an out of town friend is only in town for one day and wants to hang out at the same time. I, would, I wouldn't I would commit to that. I would go back to Corey and say, hey, like this other person is in town for a short period of time. Would it be okay if we rescheduled? Um, and because I feel bad that I did that, some I would usually just be proud to be proactive and be like right off the bat here are a couple of like three other options that we could do it just to be like I'm I'm genuinely wanting to spend time with you I'm not mm -hmm. just trying to blow you off so like because of that are you more selective with like the type of people or the people that you reach out to that you would say like are your friends or um I think similar to Corey I, I actually use the term pretty broadly um but I I do have like in my mind um like maybe a, a handful of people that are like my go-to um yeah it helps that it's like go-to chats as well hmm. i feel like from having like relocated um at 18 as well like i think i also see close friendships as people that i've maintained trust with over the years not necessarily how often i talk to them because mm -hmm. i think like between time zones and stuff like it's hard to coordinate. And so I, I don't actually talk to some close friends that often, but it's like, if I see you or if we make time to talk, then I know that we're gonna be honest with each other about what's happening in our lives. I feel like that to me is a close friend or people that I feel like I can be open with. That's really true. Okay, well, I, it's really fun to get to know your guys' thoughts. I feel like for each of these things, it's not as simple as just like brood or uptight, but if I feel like it depends on the depth of the relationship and what you already know about them too. We're not going to pay you a nickel, but what are your thoughts on friendship etiquette? What are some things that you do or your friends do that really bother you? What are some things that you do that bother other people? 